This episode is presented by Minnesota's very own Ticket King. For tickets for an upcoming game or concert, visit TicketKingOnline.com or a quick link from the 1500ESPN.com sports calendar page. TicketKingOnline.com, 612-341-4141. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Always smooth, always refreshing. Gold medal winner at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. When you're this good, quality always comes through. PB Army, ASAP. The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Y'all ready? ready for this? On 1500 ESPN. I just saw this report today from uh, a number of national baseball insiders, gentlemen, and Derek Wetmore hanging out with us here for our weekly hot stove, which is not even a hot stove anymore. Like for the twins, the stove is off. It's not even surface hot, like when you turn the stove off and it's surface hot for a while. It's just off because Brian Dozier's still on the team. Jose Batista likely going back to the Blue Jays on a one-year deal with a one-year mutual option for the second year. Make a phone call. The ink hasn't hasn't been inked yet. Make a phone call. Good. Go back to Toronto. Was Dave here for that conversation? No. He was not. Okay. No, he hasn't been here for the whole month. Till okay, fresh ears on this then. Mm-hmm. We debated this on the Touch Em All podcast. Uh, debated this last week. Jose, so you got a bunch of crappy like DHs. Maurer is not a good hitter anymore. And Byung-Ho Park's 29 and it's a new regime. And Kenny Vargas, I don't know, he's 26. Sure. So you got some spots for some hitters here if you really want to. Jose Batista, if it's a one-year $15 million deal and then the second year is a mutual option for $15 million. For Joey Bats. Are you in or are you out? I tell you what, I don't know where you put him in the lineup. Like, how can <laughs> you fit him in is my question. Too many outfielders. Oh, I mean, yeah, too many outfielders, no too many DHs. What, are no you going to get 30 games out of him, maybe? Man. I don't could, think you could do it. He could platoon with Maurer. He's a righty, Maurer's a lefty. No, no interest. No interest from me at all. Yes, he hits only against lefties. <laughs> only slot ball and lefties do we see Joey Bats. He has in 27 career games at Target Field, he has 14 home runs. They so would he's at like an 80 home run pace. They would have part. to build a fourth deck out in left field. <laughs> we already brought that up. <laughs> that one's been done. The no, Joey Bats deck. That was off air. I, I, I used that one off. Oh, I thought that was on air. Okay. <laughs> I think you just stole Dave's line and then like. You're supposed to be writing for me. You're bringing us all down. You're supposed to be writing my stuff. <laughs> you're just I told you. Us. I told you. Okay, Derek has a 25-man roster projection, which I don't think includes Jose Batista. Nope. Doesn't no Joey okay. Bats. Thank you. How much different is it than last year's 103-loss roster? That was the main brushback I got. A lot of people saying, like, snooze. Seen this before. These yeah, guys the lost. They haven't done it's, anything this offseason. It's more or less. They got a framing catcher, and that's about it. So yeah, far. different catcher. The rotations changed up a little bit, but yeah, I mean, there weren't a lot of offseason moves. So where do you do you just turn your eyes to the minor leagues and say, oh well, actually, definitely Nick Birdie's going to be ready to be the closer. Like you, you just there's not a lot to work with in terms of making it look dramatically different from last year. So I think if you're the Twins, then you're counting on. A lot of those players who maybe underperformed their expectations last year, you're counting on them to either bounce back to who they are or play a little bit above their head, too. So for the second straight year with a new front office, the strategy going in is hashtag hope. Let's hope. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope. So was there a surprise? My, Did you biggest, come up with a surprise or two to yourself when yeah, you the, said, oh, man. I, was, I know, yes. The biggest surprise to me was that I left, uh, you're going to hate this, Phil. I can. Judd's going to like it because it stirs the pot. Phil's going to hate it because this is like his guy. I left Jose Barreos out of the starting rotation what? for opening day. 
for opening day because, for and I wrote, a, I wrote about this in the piece. Go, go read oh. 1500 ESPN.com. Oh, that's right. Oh, you had go them, check it out. You had them re-signing Kevin Correa go as the number five starter. Go, okay. go check out the piece, 1500ESPN.com. I don't yeah. have time um, to read your garbage articles. Yeah, You're making fun of Judd for not checking out the yeah. stuff you should know about, Tab. How about read the yeah, centerpiece of the website? Some meaningless Tab. And you... Senior editor, yeah. Phil. Listen, I'm behind on Bachelor episodes, okay? And that's yeah, what, two, uh, two hours of that garbage last night when Wedmore's Read it at the commercials. That's all I ask okay, for. Okay, so and what? What? But what benefit? I'm already attacking your stance without yes, you explaining. Fair. What benefit is there? Jose Barrios has conquered everything but the major league starting rotation. Yes. So is he in AAA or bullpen? I put him in AAA because I want him in the starting rotation, like a, as early as he's capable of doing it. But I think that we can't ignore the fact that he struggled so badly in the major leagues last year. I know a lot of people are going to dismiss it, and especially my stats heady brethren are going to say. You're being ridiculous. He struck out everybody in the minor leagues and a little blip in the in the majors. At his age, no big deal. He'll get it corrected. I tend to agree with that stance. Like eventually this guy's going to be a good contributor for the Twins. But there was just such a concerning lack of fastball command last year when he needed a strike, when he needed to just lay one right over the center of the plate. He couldn't do it every time. And that's a big problem to me. I think eventually Jose Barreos learns from his mistakes last year, but I'm not convinced that he's ready to be their best pitcher just Who yet. works with him? Is there somebody... <laughs> Remember I mean, last year who doesn't work yeah, with him? Yeah, that's the problem, though. You have Burt going to the bullpen coaches. saying, I had a real good curveball in my day, and I pitched nine innings every game. Who who do they get now uh, at the at the big leagues to work with him to sort of help him along if he needs you that? You know, FSN, instead of doing the Burt Blylevin sit-downs with the great pitchers, it'll be Jose Barrios sit-downs with the great pitchers <laughs> as a learning tool, and then they can repackage for the <laughs> TV <on>. broadcast. <laughs> and then we won't have to How see. How do you throw your change up? Let me see the grip on that. Yeah. Okay, so this isn't meant to be like skewer Barrios hour because I actually think... Think he's got a really high ceiling with the Twins as a you know number two, number three type starter. He's got a good changeup. The two seamer's unreal. Like I haven't seen a two seamer like that. But if you can't throw your fastball for a strike, your secondary stuff just suffers. It's just the way that it works. Early in his career, he had real problems with that last year. Uh, who works with him, Judd? I think you got it. I mean, you kept Neil Allen, right? So he's your pitching coach. He's got to work with him. But the underrated name. That I'm not sure gets enough credit. If, if this works out, I think you're going to owe a lot of credit to Irvin Santana. I think Irvin Santana has been a valuable mentor for Jose Barreos. And think about it like any job, guys. You go in at age 21, even if you are like smarter than your colleagues, you're not ready. You just aren't ready. You don't have any life experience. You don't have any professional experience. You need somebody to take you under your wing and say, okay, this is how I go about succeeding in this industry follow my lead or at least learn from the things that i've done in the past here are the mistakes that i've made here's what i've done well jose barreos needs that just like anybody else it's just like any industry i basically said i was on a podcast the other day and i said that barreos is basically like the overqualified intern who's getting close to being ready for that full-time job and that will come in 2017 I just don't know if it'll be in April. He's the most important of all these young players that you're waiting to see what happens with him. He's the most important because I think if if you look up and down the system, there is that kid who's in A-ball right now uh, who's like number three on their prospect list that should be up in 2018. But Jose Barrios is their best shot in the organization right now at a number one, number two, top of the rotation starter. Hector Santiago isn't that. Irvin Santana is old. He's like 33. Um, and will probably be off the roster by the trade deadline. He's just not a long-term guy in your rotation. 
And Phil Hughes is not a number. Phil Hughes had the one pop-up year, but he had to break the major league record for strikeout to walk ratio. Um, so that's just not that's not a, a repeatable process for for being a top pitcher. If Barrios doesn't pan out, now you're looking again down to the low levels of your minor league system or outside the organization for the thing you've been looking for since Johan Santana was traded in 2007, 2008. I mean, Tyler J could potentially have that potential. He's is the, uh, the Illinois yeah. lefty they drafted a couple years ago. He, yep. He's got the stuff to potentially be, you know, the left-handed top of the rotation. Well, we've but been doing this of, for 10 years. I know, I know, I know. But for in terms of proximity to the major leagues, you're right, it's Boreos. And I even wrote in that piece, which you were so kind to check out, Phil Mackey. I'm sure it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's It was really, well it's, done. It's really great. <laughs> nice graphics. It's really great. Yes. I retarded it. Hey, right, thank you. Um, that I basically said, okay, don't take his exclusion, his omission on this list as a slap to the face. Because I think it's totally possible that this projection proves right that he's he's not in the rotation, and also that by September he's the best pitcher in the Twins organization, the, the most important starting and pitcher, fine. and ready to go. I think that's perfectly acceptable. I think that's and, and totally possible too that that he would let's say they trade Santana. Who else are you looking at? Is surefire better than Barrales by September? Hard to come up with a list, but. If you're looking at people who are more ready, more qualified right now, or have shown that they're at least capable of holding down a starting spot, I found five guys that were more equipped to do it. Okay, real quick. Uh, well, actually, let's let's come back because we we're up against the clock here. I want to know who your five starters are that aren't Jose Barrios, and I want to just think about these guys. Let's think about them, and sure. uh, if you're hoping for the best-case scenario. Here, here's the problem, and I don't think you should ever make decisions as a front office based on season tickets or like you should make decisions based on will it help us win and get closer to championships and those things. That's what draws fans long term is winning, not hey, look at us. We signed Tim Tebow. He's gonna take he's gonna be a red zone cor-. like that doesn't work. Um but the twins are bringing basically the same roster that lost hundred three games into the season and that's gonna be a problem for fans. We can talk about that too. Mackie and Judd with Derek Wetmore. Phil Mackey, Judd Zogad. I think it's Okay, the optimism is justified. Now they got to go prove it, but I can see why people are getting excited for this collection. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And you know just what I want. Hey, stay up to date on the latest Minnesota sports news and what's happening at 1500 ESPN by signing up for the Sportswire Daily and the news and notes emails. Sportswire Daily is your source for all things Minnesota sports, featuring the latest articles from 1500ESPN.com, like for instance, Wetmore's 25-man projection article, Judd, delivered to your inbox every morning. You can also be in the know about the latest 1500 ESPN giveaways, events, programming, and more with the weekly news and notes email. To sign up, just look for the Connect tab at 1500ESPN.com. I read that. It's Mackie yeah. who didn't. Judge right. I, I'm rippable yeah. for that one. That's fine. Mackie oh. paid no attention and then became outraged. I'm not paying attention to the show either. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Second no, no. day back and I you know who is. Out. You know who is. I'm sure Declan's out there listening somewhere, paying close attention. Jonathan, Declan, <laughs> oh, Justin, man. Jason, all of them. Hey, oh, Wade. intently. Oh, wait. No, Wade. Oh, oh I got you. Our old guy, Wade. Um... <laughs> Wetmore is hanging out with us. You can find his work on 1500ESPN.com. Uh, also, the Touch Em All podcast, if you're still interested for whatever godforsaken reason in what the Twins are doing this offseason, we, uh, we have an episode coming up later today that you can download to any device you want. So two questions in this segment. Let's start with this one. 
if Jose Barrios isn't in your projected five man rotation, just for, let's all right, let's take him out. I think he's going to be in it. But who do they have as starting pitchers now? Who's healthy? Who's in the rotation? And then what do we think that looks and feels like? So Santana is your opening day starter. He's I fine. That's oh, fair. Yep, he's a good pitcher. Phil Hughes, you're paying him a lot of money, and you're hoping that he bounces back. He's not going to be 2014 Phil Hughes, but can he give you more than he gave you in 2015 and in 2016? Yeah, yeah. he's been he's basically had one good season as a starter right. since 08 or something. It's well, a- and he's the guy, don't forget, too, very highly touted prospect with the Yankees that just never quite worked out in New York. He's a good pitcher, and he's had a nice little career, but certainly hasn't met the expectations externally that people had for him. If, if he pitches well, could he, he have a market at the deadline, do you think? I think you trade him so fast if he pitches well. Right, but that's what I'm saying is do you do do you do this well, and hope to God that he gives you something and so in July you could move him. Yeah, yeah, look at what other pitchers are signing for, right? I mean, Rich Hill, who's going to be 37 on opening day, just got a 3-year deal for what was it, $38 million or something like that. Yep. Uh, that's a lot of money. And yep. starting pitchers everywhere are signing for a lot of money. Uh, Danny Duffy, nice nice pitcher, mm-hmm. a year away from free agency, just got a nice little extension from the Royals. And the That's... Twins, God, the Twins got so excited. They signed Hughes to a three-year, twenty-one or twenty-four million. I think it was twenty-one million dollar deal. I think twenty-four when he 20, originally so, signed. Okay, so twenty-four, so eight million dollars a year, which is not very much for Mike Pelfrey was making eight million dollars last mm-hmm. year, and Hughes puts up that crazy good first season where he had maybe some Cy Young consideration if they had been better as a team. Sure. Okay. Let it ride. Let's yeah. see what happens in year two. Right. Yeah. And then they like just inexplicably gave him Ripped a, up the a five or six million dollar per year raise. Yeah. And then he uh, had injury issues and different things. Yeah. So. It obviously the extension looks bad in hindsight. I still think that Hughes is in the driver's seat for making it look better by fi- by finishing it strong. And so, would there be a market? Sure, if he pitches great, right? And he's on what you might consider a reasonable contract, thirteen million a year after this or something. All right. Well. People are going to laugh at that and say, that's too much to pay Phil Hughes. No, that's what starting pitchers make. Yeah, you, You're a starting pitcher, and you keep your arm on all season, which, by the way, Hughes has to prove again this year. But if you do that, teams are going to pay you money. So Santana Hughes. I move Trevor May into the starting rotation because I think the pitching problem is so severe that you can't just say, well, but he's a reliever now. That's... Yeah, the Twins have said I'm with you on this. at least nominally that they're going to audition Trevor May for the starting rotation. They said the same thing last year, but I really feel like it was just for appearances. They didn't give him a real opportunity to make the starting rotation. Decided pretty early on. He had I remember a rough outing against I think it was the Orioles or something like that. It was like okay, now he's a reliever. He was great in the bullpen for stretches and brutal in the bullpen for stretches last year. His final numbers look terrible, so some people are probably going to scoff at that. But I think Trevor May a very legitimate chance. To be a good starting pitcher in the major leagues, and I think the Twins need as many of those guys as possible. Agreed with Wetmore on that, for sure. Give him a shot at least, see what happens, and close mm-hmm. the book for good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is he, like 26 now? 20, he's getting yeah. up there in terms of, you got to figure this thing out. Okay. So that's your top three. I put Kyle Gibson in there. You're hoping for a bounce-back year from him. Last year was not pretty. I think some of it had to do with his shoulder injury early on, but I I don't know. I think there are some signs for concern. The, the fact that... He doesn't strike a whole lot of guys out, that he's sort of been a ground ball pitcher, and that sort of uh, that didn't work out for him last year. I still see a bounce-back candidate there when I look at that. Call me crazy. I hope um, so. But, yeah, I mean, the twi- if you're the Twins, you sort of need him to be one of the, 
the big parts of your rotation. So I've got him slotted in the fourth spot. And then Hector Santiago, he five, got right? an eight million dollar raise, uh, raised two eight million dollars in arbitration. Yeah. He's my fifth. You know, all five of these guys. This is where the hashtag hope theory comes in. All five of these guys are capable of, and we've seen stretches of it of being really good, not being maybe aces. Uh, but of being really good. But what are the chances of all five all right. coming together to have a good season exactly. and, and sort of peak together at the same time? Same conversation Same conversation we had with the bullpen last year. What's hey, up with this, the uh, Perk, though? You, you tease something about oh, Glenn Perk, Perkins. Uh, KSTP, I, I haven't talked to Perk about this off the air in a while, but um, it sounds like he's still not throwing off a mound. He's I know he's been in Fort Myers for yeah. at least the last few weeks rehabbing. He's Pat's been out there super there. early. Uh, but still not to the point with that shoulder surgery, which could be, I mean, it was going to be a tight deadline to get him back for the start of the regular season. Yeah. And then if he gets back for the regular season... Is he um, the Glenn Perkins we Yeah, from everything I've kind of heard about that type of shoulder surgery, you can expect seven or eight times out of ten to not be the guy you were velocity-wise. Uh, you're going to come back, and you're going to need to be a little more crafty. With Shoulders are so much more uh, tenuous than elbows. Elbows, a lot of guys come back and throw harder. It's a very systematic surgery at this point. Shoulders, look at Dallas Braden. That guy throws a perfect game, and then like five minutes later, he's out of the league because yep. of uh, multiple shoulder surgery. So um, real quick, before we let Wetmore go here, we have like a minute left. What type of obligation did the Twins have to change their roster more? They basically got a pitch-framing catcher, and that's about it. It's the same roster for the most part. Yeah, I like the marketing thing that you brought up because I think we're looking at that wrong. There are a lot of people on my Facebook page saying, uh, well, if you trade Dozier, you're basically losing the marketing battle. And I don't agree with that at all. I think you could make a, a win later move. It would be unpopular at first. But I'd rather a team that I follow say, we're going to do everything we can to try to win a World Series. I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings. That's a much better marketing ploy to yep. me than if yeah. you say, well, we're going to try hard, but we're going to keep the players we like. Uh, that's Derek Wetmore. More of us on the Touch em All podcast. You can download a new episode Fine later job, today. Mackie and Judd, another hour. Hey, guys. It's Phil Mackey here for all of you Twin Cities area listeners. To tell you about Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard is the location. My family and I have been going to this car dealership and service department for three-plus decades And there's a reason for that. It's the best in the business, the smartest and friendliest people in the business. They'll treat you like family. So find out why my family and I have been going to the same dealership and service department for multiple decades, right on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Paps Blue Ribbon is always smooth, always refreshing, and the perfect choice at the game or out with friends. And now, add gold to the great PBR tradition, because Paps Blue Ribbon was awarded the gold medal for American-style lager at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. That makes four gold medals for PBR in the last 11 years. Not bad. It's that gold medal taste that has made Paps Blue Ribbon a Twin Cities favorite. When you're this good, quality always comes through. Go for the gold. PBR me ASAP.